A violent young man is put through experimental government rehabilitation. A peasant's views on marriage adapt as his village is persecuted. A group of teens come of age in a dying small town. A monarchy crumbles during a communist uprising. And a pair of New York detectives attempt to unravel an international drug operation. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1971. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The winner is the French Connection. We're really reaching back on this one. We're going very, very far back. This was before we were born. (laughs) Well, this is not the only movie we've done. (laughs) No, I know, but it feels like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happy Game of Thrones Day. It's Game of Thrones Day. The Masters are on. Tiger has a two-shot lead. Don't care. Um, it's Don't a care. big, it's a big watch TV day. You got Thrones. You got Barry. You got Veep. You got Billions for my Billions heads out there. Oh I don't God. watch Billions, but I, I know watch, some Maddie people do. loves Billions. I can't. I cannot. Final round of the Masters. Four NBA playoff games today. My Astros go are clips. playing at one o'clock. Go Clips. Go Clips. Go Clips. They're not playing today. Crushed. They lost yesterday I know. already. And they're gonna get crushed. Um, Big day, crazy day. If you like just sitting around, this was a good day for you. I do like to sit around. Yeah. Um, we just ate a Dutch baby. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> his name was Johan. Johan. He was a gorgeous infant. I feel like that was good. I think I'm going to pass the powdered sugar through a sieve next time because oh. I got a little bit chunks of powdered sugar. Yeah, sure. But listen, if you uh, if you're like, I want to make pancakes, but I don't want any of the effort. Make a Dutch baby. Yeah, hit up Megan on Twitter after this if you want to learn her Dutch baby recipe. I'm great at, like, cooking and entertaining, aren't I? Yeah. You are. You have one talent. <laughs> what two talents that come together well, so yeah. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I have no talents. Wish so. I could get paid for that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, you're great at writing. I, you actually, you're not even great at writing those little intros. Although no. this one was not bad today. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um... We have a guest. We do. We're back with our... We're, I, did people not like it when we... was just the two of us? I think people liked the episode. I'm sure they would have preferred to hear a guest talk about Glenn Close instead of us. But I they think, liked the idea of it. I feel like we took it really seriously. Like, yeah. maybe too seriously. Yeah. But maybe think, we'll do it again. Sure. I've without been thinking without about, a guest again. Without a guest. I've been thinking about Meryl Streep a lot. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about... Uh, Certain direct, I'm thinking about Spielberg, certain directors. Oh, yeah. I'd like to go that route. Route. Do you say route or route? Um, I think I probably usually say root, but I prefer route. Mm-hmm. So if I really thought about it, I think I'd say that. Yeah. Just did you say aunt or aunt? Uh, you know what's really interesting? I say my aunt Katie, but my aunt Sherry. Interesting. Just rolls differently. Yeah. Um, Gregory Bonsignor is with us. Hi, everybody. <laughs> do you Bonsignor. Say, do you say aunt or aunt? Aunt. We're from the Bronx. <laughs> root. <laughs> is Sherry fancier than your other aunt? No, she's like actually not. Oh, she like owns the, the children's store. I mean, she owns that sounds. I mean, in uh, in rural New Hampshire, and like uh, has like you know never had a pedicure. Oh, yeah. But I say aunt. I don't know why. Does she demand it? No. Oh, I feel Just, like I say. I feel like most of my aunts, I say aunt. Like when I actually refer to them, but if I just say the word, I use aunt because it makes me feel hoity. Hoity. Yeah. Hoity. Hoity. Toity. Um, Gregory and I grew up together. Down the street. He's my he's my oldest friend. Wow, we're really 
We're really Closest. throwing it. We're throwing it back yeah. in so many different ways. Yeah. Seventy one. Uh-huh. Old yeah. Gregory and I first met in nineteen seventy one. I bet our blocks were constructed in nineteen seventy one. I think we lived my in the parents, neighborhood. My parents moved into that house in nineteen seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they probably went and saw the French Connection. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately moved in. Bought that well, house. they moved to. That's not true. They moved into that house, I think, in 77. They moved to Houston in 72. Right. Just in case someone wants to write a Clybourne Park about our life yes. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, no one's interested. I'm so sorry. Well, don't. That's never stopped anyone before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you watching Game of Thrones tonight? You no. What Gregory the doesn't watch fuck? Game of Thrones. What the? He's a TV scribe, so, you know, he only watches... Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Curiously, Cheers. It's really I watched just a the historical PRP, in WKRP. Whatever the I, fuck. I did. I watched the pilot, and then like a couple years later, I dipped in. I was like, I gotta watch. Everybody's crazy about this now. And it was the Red Wedding episode, and I was like, <laughs> What the fuck is going on in this show? And then I kid you not. A couple years later, the world is obsessed with this show, yeah. and I'm like, "What's happening?" And and you can tell when it's a big episode because everybody reacts differently. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can feel in the air, which is so odd. So I was like, "I'll watch again," and it's that episode where she's swirling the wine and the world explodes. And <laughs> ah, yes. oh yeah, uh-huh. I was like, Sir, Sir, <laughs> "Where Cersei blows, blows up, up the, the keep. keep." Yeah, yeah, I was like, the "Okay, keep. this show." <laughs> I'll tell you what; it's so funny because people are saying like, "This is the last." One of the last things that the we're last all going to watch yeah. together. The end of monoculture. Culture. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I buy that. I kind of do. I re- you know what I remember? I remember being in New York. I, this is what I. This is because the last time I remember this really happening. I guess Breaking Bad and was mm-hmm. like that too. But I remember being in New York for the end of Sex and the City, uh-huh. and I was watching it in a dorm room, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, like we had the windows open, and I remember like you know when you, like she like m- just misses big or whatever. Uh-huh. There's a couple times. When they're in Paris, uh-huh. and like everybody in the room is like, ah, and then the we like quieted down, and you could hear other people re- like out in the city reacting. Like right. we, I could hear people's reactions coming in through the windows, yes. and that was a beautiful moment for yeah. me. Yeah, they say on I Love Lucy on the episode where Ricky was born that there was a problem with the plumbing because everybody at the commercial break flushed at the same time. It was that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well. So. Now we're all uh, disparate people, yep. and we'll never come together on anything ever again. I don't think that's true. Do you not think that's true? I mean, maybe the liveness. You're all so voracious to watch it when it comes out. I yeah. think that's the big... I was listening to um, Little Gold Men on my way over, and they were talking about how they think that's part of the reason, is that some of these shows that may have this big following like when I don't think it will be as big because it's a Fleabag <laughs> yeah I get yeah. <laughs> the story that's already happened everybody's but, watching yeah. but like when Amazon puts out their Lord of the Rings like uh-huh. a lot of people will be interested in watch that but it's probably going to be a binge model so it won't be the same thing where everyone yeah. on Monday can talk about what they saw last night because two people have watched three episodes over the weekend and someone else finished it and someone else watched half of the first one and speaking I, of Larry Bates you know Larry Bates do you know, know that Bates. he's the reason why we had to move this time Oh, is that right? Well, last I had dinner with him last night because I'm going to his house to see. He's currently paper macheing his face (laughs) as a dragon. (laughs) He did buy like giant horns (laughs) to put. Like he bought all this Game of Thrones themed booze and then like big big horn. Like he's a fucking psycho. Wow. And so last night he goes, okay, so you're gonna be over like uh, five because we're gonna we're gonna watch East Coast Feed at six. (laughs) 
And I go, oh, actually, we're recording at like 4.30, so I might actually be a little late if you can hold it. And he goes, no. And I go, is that close one? And he goes, no, we're watching it at 6. Wow. So we're not, you're not, hold, we're not holding it at all. This is a good friend of yours? <laughs> her best. Yeah, that's her. Oh. Um, that happened with Breaking Bad, though. You guys had to hold it for me. I had mm-hmm. just moved here for the break, right before the Breaking Bad finale, and I came oh. over, and Megan had people over, and I couldn't find parking. I was coming straight from work. Yep, we held we it. We had to hold it. Like, but that was also a commercial show, so by the time... Yeah, that would, by the time you came we, in, we could fast-forward through and catch up. Right. Yeah. What was very funny about that is there was people, and I'm sure, I don't think there will be at this party tonight, but there were people <clears> there <throat> that had never seen Breaking Bad. And then they just watched the what? finale. Yeah. yeah. That's so unsatisfying. Yeah, no, it's very weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is Malcolm in the Middle fans? Like, who would... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's this... Bri- what's Brycrans been up to? Let's just jump into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's an anthology kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> I love Giancarlo Esposito or in his early career. And, you know, he, he's been dead for over a season, so, like, you're not going to see him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so weird. Huh. Um, should we jump into this? Oh, God. Which czar-based <laughs> 1904 film would Isn't you like to... Isn't that funny that there was two... Yeah. Czar... There were yeah. two Russians. So I have a theory about this. Oh, Yeah. From watching this. So this was 1971. Yeah. So if you think about what we're making films about now in 2019, it's it's kind of like, oh, our parents' era. And I think the same is true for them. Like, these filmmakers are making films, the period films, were, sure. oh, my parents were at ni- 1904, 1905. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought that was so interesting. Because yeah. literally, Fiddler and Nicholas are the exact same year. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is interesting, huh? It is. It's also, I mean, we'll get to them. We're going to go alphabetically, and yeah. then why? Well, I, I think we actually will. Great, we go off of alphabetically. We yeah, go cool. alphabetically. Yeah, that's cool. that's, so we're actually going to start. That's a great that's a, that's that's a, a, that's a thing we have decree. to do. We didn't do it Craig at first. Craig is kind of like the czar of this yes, podcast. Long live the czar! In that he hates Jewish people. <laughs> oh, sure. Does yes. not care for them. No. Right. Mm. No, 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 no. Right. Um, so let's start with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with a clockwork orange. Okay, I'm gonna I would like to start with this. Okay. I know that's gonna come as a shock to actually no, I would not like to start with this. Somebody else go. Okay. I just wanna say I've never seen any of these movies before. Oh wow. I had I've never, never seen, seen I don't think I'd ever seen Fiddler or Nicholas and Alex. I definitely had never seen Nicholas what, and wait, Alexandra. I can only say this audience <laughs> because we had the same history class. Yeah. They showed us this in block class. Nicholas and Alexandra? Yeah. Oh. I literally wrote down, Craig, I wrote down. <laughs> Feels like something that we would watch <laughs> in AP World History for a week because it's you did a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, you did um, alphabetically. Alphabetically. So, um, a Clockwork Orange. So, the first like half hour of this movie is obviously the most grueling part of the movie, but it's also by far the most interesting. I think is like all the like terrible crimes he's committing that you're like, oof, like. I don't, like, this is disturbing to watch. Like, mm. this guy's terrible. But at the same time, like, visually and stuff, I just think it's much more interesting than some of the government stuff later. Um, or even the government stuff, the actual um, treatment they try on him, I think, is visually interesting. But for Kubrick, I thought a lot of the other stuff was a little, hey, we put someone in a green wig. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, evidently, hair dye was new at the time. This is not a joke. <laughs> and they were very excited to use it for this film. That that seemed like a like ushering in the future. Oh. Um, yeah, it's funny that the some of the Pubic sets hair dye. didn't yeah, didn't really yeah. take off. <laughs> um I, in watching it I was like, what happened in England every like fifteen years mm-hmm. to like have someone write something about the government just like destroying because you go like Brave New World. Right. 
and you go, I think then it's 1984, then Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange. Like, mm-hmm. it's like it's like every 10 or 15 years, there's just a writer being like, and then the government takes us all over and does this. And I was like, that's interesting. Megan, that I is... should explain, Craig has never been big government like you and I. He's always very <laughs> Goldwater. Kind of. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, I trust um, our current administration. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every fiber oh, yeah. of living. I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. they have my best intentions. Yeah, in of course. Mind. Um... Here's the thing. I did, I avoided this movie for a long time because I knew it was going to upset me. Uh huh. Because I do. I really don't like rapey stuff. I'm not right. into it. Or well, hair dye. Yeah. yeah. Or hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or <clears throat> like weird beds that people are like sitting in, and the, the it's like a it's like a weird space. Yeah. You hate you hate milk bars. Milk Ooh. bars. And I don't actually. I do not like milk. Me neither. And I think if you were I don't just even drinking drink milk, that's fucking weird. The, yeah. The night after I saw this, I drove up and I saw milk. Bar, like the, oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. Christine, whatever her name is, yeah. and I was like, Ugh! like I had a genuine PTSD. You were was like, afraid. Yeah. yeah. There used to, I don't know if it's still there. There used to be like a bar in New York that was based on that bar. That's so who goes? Who would want to go there? That's fucking bizarre. Rapist. Like yeah. just have the police outside being like, got you. Someone, that was stupid. Someone who lived at Goddard, who had like Alex on their wall yeah. next to Tyler Durden. Yep, and, yep, yep. I here's the thing about this movie. I just think it's not for me. <laughs> Yeah. Like I literally got halfway and I, and this is my feeling about Kubrick kind of not that I've seen a ton of Kubrick, but like I just feel like I was like, "Oh, I appreciate like the artist like the the a lot of the shots are cool, even like it, just the way they show, even like the way they shot this rape scene is yeah. like classical music. The classical Thank music. You. It's, it's interesting yeah. seeing the rain thing. I yeah. read online <laughs> later that um uh, Malcolm McDowell met Gene Kelly at a party, and Gene Kelly was pissed that he had sung "Singing in the Rain" because he was like, "It like sullies that song or whatever." Okay, Gene. which is yeah. calm down, Gene. Yeah, but um, I just it's also not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> I did get half. I just got not even I think halfway of Donald through. Connor, and then immediately I think of like <laughs> rape and like yeah. beating someone to death with a yeah. phallic with a with a yeah. fucking penis. Yeah. Um, I just think this movie is just not for me. I just don't, I yeah. didn't, I just didn't like it. I love Malcolm McDowell and I, you know, I've been in something with Malcolm McDowell, oh. so. That's terrific. <laughs> in that I was in a commercial where he was a voiceover. Oh, God. <laughs> what was um, it like to work with did him? It come, did it come up? <laughs> you know, he came to set just to kind of get a feel for what I was doing. Oh. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, what but, a uh, <laughs> And I was talking about this. But um, yeah, I just I think he's incredible in it. Like, yeah. I re- especially that scene in the end when he's in the bed and he's doing and they're showing him the pictures and uh-huh. he's coming yeah. up with it. I think that's so funny. Yeah. And I love him, but I just was like, this is not a move. I'm, I was either really upset by it or like kind of bored. And I was like, I'm, it's visually interesting, but this is not a movie for me. Yeah. So it's a book I've never read, but like watching the movie, I was like, yes, I get the whole. Like, the procedure, it's something scary about that, but this character needs it? Yeah. Like... Well, that's the question that yeah. this, this movie is asking is, like, are we overcorrecting? Is it dangerous to correct society? And, uh, and part of me is like, did you not see the first act of this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, yes, in general, like, I worry about, you know, if this becomes a regular procedure, who do they use? Do they start using it on... You know, well, this man is gay, so I'm going to put right. him through this procedure, basically, yeah. and that's horrible. But this character, it's like he's a rapist and a murderer. Can like, we get him to stop raping and murdering? Then maybe that—it's not all that. He also volunteers to do it. It's right. not like yeah, yeah. He's he'd set, like set like he's like yeah. It was. I'm not sure what the thesis is or what we're supposed to sort of like take away uh-huh. yeah. in that 
in that regards. And again, if I had, if it had been more, I almost didn't even think about it that much because I didn't enjoy the, I didn't enjoy watching it. So I, so you've lost, so he's lost me sort of like at the, at the top. Right. But it's also this bigger question of, cause you're filmmaking editorially when you make rape sexy or you shoot it well or it's colorful yeah. and it's the score is it's this ch- like challenging thing to an audience almost to the same degree of French Connections violence where you're like oh this is cool how you run into bars and beat up black people like why is this shot so cool yeah. like and, and I guess I'm I'm not quite clear maybe if we were in the context of the 1960s 70s Britain and it felt so big government yeah but I don't feel yeah, that you overcorrected this gentleman necessarily. Yeah, yeah. You're, I agree with you. That's there. There is like, what is our responsibility when it comes to like showing? And like you said, like, I don't think that necessarily, like, you know, people are looking at or college kids say are looking at uh, Alex like they are Tyler Durden or right. like whatever Scarface. But but there is something but I like I do remember like a lot of Clockwork Orange posters yes. in dorms. dorm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and and there is something about like yeah, making like sort of glorifying. I feel like like a tipper fucking gore, but there is something about like glorifying this sort of like. We're gonna get fucking. Ron Paul is gonna be so pissed off when he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book and it was. I think the feeling I felt was much more teenagey, and so I yeah. guess maybe that angst is what people with posters are related right. to. Which they it's get. like there's not a Catcher in the Rye movie, so I can't put up holding right. on my wall. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> That guy was a fucking asshole, too. He was a fucking phony. I don't care what if he thinks everybody else is. I think he's one. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my... I don't have any... I, I don't have anything else to say other than I really like Malcolm McDowell. And yeah. I think he was... And I did really... And the one thing that really did I did enjoy is I like his... Um, I like the the way it's, that he speaks. Like the, I like the... Yeah, the and it actually, I thought that was interesting. I read that he came out of the RSC, so it was very easy yeah. for him to do the dialogue because oh. it was very just Shakespearean, Shakespearean. to him. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing that it was like, oh, this is going to be tricky because yeah. he was like, yeah, that's what I do every day. Like, right. All um, that being said, I wanted to shut my glossies on this bitty. Yes. I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what's really interesting about this year, um, and we'll get into it as we transition into the, our next movie, is, you know, people talk about the 70s and how it was, like, this really changing time for film, and I think you really can see it. I mean, a lot of people kind of point to Easy Rider and Bonnie and Clyde as kind of the beginning of that, but you really can see it in this year because I think they're a movie like A Clockwork Orange, like, seven years earlier, I can't imagine, even though I can't imagine being up for any awards just because of the subject matter and stuff like that. And then you get to a movie like the next movie, Fiddler, which the 60s was like half the best picture winners were musicals. Yeah. So you have this thing where it's like butting against, like we're trying to do something new with our films with also like, but wait, 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 wait. Um, Let's go back to the golden and I think age it's, of- But I think it's really interesting because I think it's very similar to like the Academy conversations we see now yeah. where people are like, you know... Roma, this black and white, like beautiful film going against Green Book, which, yeah. um, and there's certain camps for each, and there's camps for Is Phantom. there a Green Book camp? Well, Is there a Green Book camp? There, there, to win you, best there picture. are people, there are, you would be, I mean, we, we know a couple, I'm thinking one person in particular. Yeah. Are they Italian? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but even like, if you look back a couple years, like Moonlight versus La La Land yes. feels very yeah. much very good, the yeah. same that it's, 
you know, this new kind of filmmaking and these d- this deeply personal story versus like a splashy musical. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think it was interesting that almost 50 years ago, you they're were seeing the same, same thing, that there are these two camps that are like, well, back in my day, we love this sort of thing, and I'm yeah. going to keep voting for that. And other people are like, well, let's push the conversation forward. Yeah. I wonder how it complicates it, the idea that Fiddler was on stage a decade earlier, right. and this book came out a decade earlier. So they, they existed as... Yeah. Like Entities. Would, yes. Yeah. Right. So it's not like we made... The, like, this is today, everybody. Right. Like, but it is the same, which is curiously interesting because Fiddler is about that idea of tradition like yeah. Yeah. versus... And let's jump into it, Greg. Um, I'm gonna just clear the floor. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Talk. Talk your talk about Fiddler. On one hand, <laughs> I, I love this movie. I, I love the show, the musical, so much. Craig and I are standing fully forty feet behind. <laughs> and on the other hand, <laughs> I literally find like the joy often sucked out of this, which Uh is, I think that the piece is so successful theatrically that when you watch this movie, you're like, so I should preface this. I literally crashed my car. The only time I've ever crashed my car was Siri, play tradition from Fiddler on the Roof. And it played the movie version. And I literally am like, oh God, oh stop. And I, this is the gayest story anyone's ever told. It is very. And I'm looking on the, and I crashed my car. So I, sh- I should point out that the one other that I was in Greg's car once, where he rear-ended a post at Amoeba yes. uh, after we had bought about ninety dollars <laughs> in original Broadway cast recording <laughs> records for him. The, the LP time, of Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, the at the time, at the time, he did not have a record player. So the next day, we had to go find a record player. <laughs> yes. So, um, so whatever gentleman who had finally succumbed to AIDS, whose <laughs> family had donated all of his. That's right. Cast recordings. That's right. Yeah. Um, yikes. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. I think Topol is a is a joy. Oh, interesting. I loved it. I had never seen it before. I've seen like Fiddler, but I'd never seen like a real. Prof- Maybe this is part of it. I'd never seen like a professional. Oh. But like think like uh-huh. I've seen like dinner theater. Like I saw right. like a dinner theater right. thing yeah. in Fiddler. Have you ever seen B-roll of Colonial Williamsburg? <laughs> that's I think what half this movie is. I loved it. I was, the when the guys put the wine on their head and did the dance thing. The bottle dance. I was like. Historic. This is amazing. Yes. And, and I really, and I liked Matchmaker Matchmaker. Uh-huh. And I liked when the girls all looked into camera. That was very fun. <laughs> I feel um, we have to get you. It's touring right now. I feel I want to get you to it see it. It comes to the Pantages. Like literally, you. It's literally the next show at the Pantages. Are you yeah. serious? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, based on Willy Wonka, which, which also, also came, came out in 71, um, closes today. And then Fiddler's the next show in. Yeah. So I know we are the chosen people, but once in a while, can you choose somebody else? I will say, at the, I think the dubbing in this movie, particularly the dialogue. They've got dialogue, People would break his windows. Great, these are great lines, guys. These are great lines. They're even better on stage. Okay, I promise. The dubbing of the dialogue is what it seems like. Topol is completely dubbed throughout the entire movie, whether he's speaking or singing, which is strange. And there's at the very beginning of the movie, he goes a fiddler on the roof, and then he like picks up something and just like clangs it down, uh-huh. and I'm like. Who's to direct Norman Jewison? Uh, which curiously. is a little on the nose, honestly, no, for no, a director. Is his no, name? Yeah. Norman Jewison is a Protestant. I looked it up. Yep. Wow. And a well known director, directed a lot of things through the 70s and 80s. But Moonstruck. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, 
he literally just like clangs a box, and we're like, okay, we get it. You're a work, you're a peasant, you're a working man. No, but that's I. That's but my that issue. felt very music. That felt very like it's t- musical. There's no, to but me. there's nothing musical about how he clangs. So it. he just like drops like a giant toolbox. It has like a a book and like a cart. Yeah. This was like a prop master was like, can we get this movie made? Like yeah. that's how I feel. It was so literal and it was going for verisimilitude in like a, a story that is not necessarily need that in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like the amount of like milk cans and then like, yeah. Yeah. What was I, what else was I gonna, I was gonna say one other thing about it. Uh... Also some were American accents, some were like Yugoslavian. Yeah. Do you think Helena Bonham Carter based her entire career off Fruma Sarah in this movie? Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. That would Which make a lot of that? sense. Fruma Sarah is um, the, the dead wife of the butcher. Oh yeah. Oh god, that that's in the was dream so scene. fun. <laughs> even, I loved it. Even better on stage. Yeah. Guys, I because on stage a lot of times they do it with like a giant. Like I think the Molina one did it with a giant puppet. Oh. Guys, have I been flying by Foy in a Jewish wedding? Answer: Yes. <laughs> did I read the ketubah? Yes. Oh. Did you did read? Did you fly at some point? Did you read right to left? <laughs> No, but I, I wasn't in Hebrew. Um, but I honestly, I, it was a mitzvah. I did a mitzvah. Oof. Um, I don't think the comedy lands very much in the movie either. I think the comedy lands a lot better in the stage production I've seen. Um, I Again, think a I'm lot of the laughs are to, gone. I'm comparing <laughs> it to the dinner theater where, that I saw. Where Model the Taylor served us fantastic lakas. In Salem, New Hampshire, oh, <laughs> which yes. was yeah. not, yes. Do they have Jews in Salem? I can't imagine no. the Jews would move to Salem. No. No, the Salem, New Hampshire no, is different, by the, the way, than Massachusetts. Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. But you hear that name, you gotta you avoid gotta, it. You if, you're a, if you're a persecuted religious group, That's you gotta right. not go anywhere near Salem. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think the first 45 minutes of the movie were actually pretty solid because um, a lot of the best songs in the show are all kind of at that beginning Except part. that first 10 minutes, that's yeah. just death. Uh, and I, I, Sunrise, Sunset, I think is so... I love that... Amazing I love, songs. That's yeah. an amazing song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's too long in its movie form. Like, yeah. it's basically a stage production you go to is going to be 245... But they not shoot it like it's out of Africa or Latin yeah. Arabia. Like yeah. Trains coming yeah. in. And yeah. you're like, I don't think this can support that. Um, here's a, it is too long. Everything, I mean, we'll talk about length and yeah. stuff, but I, but I'm so many of these movies are too fucking long. They guys. all have intermissions. Yeah. Yeah, which is so odd. Like, I, again. It's really odd on a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I mean, just throw the intermission up and then like 10 seconds later start it again. I yeah. don't need the whole entree act. I'm yeah. just trying yeah. to fast forward it through. Yeah. Um, do you think Tevia made it to New York? Hypothetically? I don't know, but when they were like, we're going to Poland, and the other, I was like, don't go to Poland! <laughs> Please don't go to Poland! Um, do you think they ever see their daughters again? I bet I they don't. So. I bet they don't. That daughter stuff always gets me. Like, uh, yeah. I love what a good dad he is, and like, yeah. even, when you, even when he's doing things that in our 2019 lens is like way overbearing or too yeah. much, or you don't have that right, you still know, like, oh, but you love them. Yeah. Like, it's you so nice. Dad. The fact Why that even at, so dirty, but e- you love them. Even at the end, he's able to get past the get past that she's not even married a Jew. Yeah. So this is an interesting point that, like, when you go see this show on Broadway, clearly every Broadway show is already half Jews who support the New York Theater. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, you see Hasids go to this. Mm-hmm. In this bizarre feeling of like, oh, this is our musical. And part of me wants to always say like, 
do you remember what this is about? This is about like not well, in many respects. Yeah. Leaving tradition behind. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do you know what you're taking your five-year-old to? Okay. Yeah. It opens with tradition, but it ends with, uh, yeah, the family scattered to the winds and, and, and not just by... Not just by the Russian government. Like, no. yeah. The, the Tsar. The Tsar. Not just by the Tsar. Yeah. May the God also bless and yeah. keep the Tsar far away from, from us. <laughs> I was a rabbi. I loved the rabbi. Is there a blessing for a sewing machine? Who's, who, it's based on Shalom Aleichem. It's a blessing for everybody. Is, yeah. yeah. Is that the right? Did Is you that make? right? No, I didn't make that up. Uh-huh. I just can't remember. Aleichem Shalom. <laughs> Guys, I just have to say, this, uh, me in this movie, it was beshared. Oh, wow. <laughs> Terrific. Gorgeous. Mazel tov. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's, it's just too long. Also, it, and it doesn't work as well. Steven Spielberg, if you wanted to mm-hmm. remake a musical. Yeah, remake Fiddler. Why would he not do that? West Side Story still holds up. You it's can watch perfect. West Side Story and it's We don't so have good. perfect musicals. Yeah. Do this. Yeah, there's so many there's so many golden age musicals that were made into movies that are that are fine to not good movies. Or problematic. Or, yeah. yeah. And West Side Story, it's is like the good one. West Side Story and My Fair Lady are the two that it's like, why are you remaking this? Yeah. They still work. Like I can put it on now and it's the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sound and of music, I guess. Like Oh, sound of music. Yeah, but it's like, I don't need a remake of these movies. Right. Yeah. I don't care that you love it. Like, remake great. Everybody loves, who doesn't love West Side Story? Right. Yeah, remake yeah. You love it Pacific. because it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Remake, someone finally do Gypsy. Yeah. Oof. You know? Great um, songs in that, too. Yes. Um, remake Into the Woods. <laughs> make it good this time. <laughs> so that brings us in, uh, to The Last Picture Show, which is based on Greg and I's upbringing in a dying oh, yeah. Texas town. <laughs> yes, yeah. Houston. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that came, the dying part of that came it, Yeah. It did feel a little bit like Friday Night Lights, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I wrote down, small towns are just as sad as big cities. Yeah. Sure. We're all just sad all the time. Boobs in this movie. Oh. Boobs in this whole year. Rock work. This whole year was yeah. like, look, we can do boobs. Yeah. See Randy Quaid's dick real quick. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Ooh, I'm glad I missed okay. that. Okay. Simple shepherd. I feel bad for him because Dennis, we've talked about this in We past. do. The last year episode we did, we did 1979, which is Breaking Away, where oh, Dennis I, Quaid is like, we're all like, what the heck? <laughs> Dennis got all the looks. Yes. Randy got none. Yeah. Randy's doing all right, though. He's, he's only Randy completely is, lost his mind. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like a crazy Randy belonged now. in this movie, though. That's who's oh, yeah. in this For time. sure, yes. for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote down 1971, the year of tits. Yes. <laughs> and again, like full bush. Yeah, I don't want to uh, go to a swimming party. I would have uh, been... I would have turned around and left right away. What are you doing, Sybil? Get out of there. Yeah, you would have been all for it. (laughs) She's hot in this movie, too, by the way. Yes, she is. Started started, was dating Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Jeff Bridges was in love with her during this movie. I mean, it makes sense. A whole generation would be in love after this movie. But but I have to say, I liked her character a lot at the beginning and only started to hate, hate, hate her. Hate her. Yeah. Which is such an interesting... Because I will say, like, I liked that she... Uh, well, first of all, Ellen Bernstein. <gasps> Ellen Bernstein, Eileen Brennan, Cloris Leachman in one film. <laughs> Amazing! And like, literally, truly, you're truly a gay's dream. Like, yeah. I, mean, I can't even. I can't even imagine. I don't know how this poster isn't 
on gay bars <laughs> walls. Like, another last picture show night at this gay bar. Well, and Ellen Burstyn was I'm gay, her. that's not like a horrible... <laughs> that's why you yeah. can say that. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Burstyn's, like, also, um, one-liners are, like, oh, yeah. amazing. If you, slept with, if you slept with them a few times, you'd see there's nothing magical about oh. it. Or whatever, and she goes, like... That scene goes, is when the movie turns. Oh, that's when I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, and she goes, like, oh, she's like, you, you, you... You marry daddy, daddy's rich, or something like that. And he goes, I, she goes, I scared him into being <gasps> rich. You're not scary enough. I thought that was great. So I understand. I thought it was interesting, that char- that civil character, how you, like, thought she was one way. Uh-huh. And then you saw, you could see, like, the influence of, like, her mother and her upbringing. Uh-huh. And yeah. And became a totally different way. And I, that's, you know. It was successfully, like, coming of age. You saw, like, her, I don't know, take a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Take a turn into... Bitched him, I guess. Well, there's nothing there in that town. Yeah. So what do you? What, yeah, I don't blame her. What else are you gonna do? I wrote down. Dumb guys. Hope you don't want no popcorn because there ain't none. And I thought exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's gone now. That's right. <laughs> ben the lion or Sam the lion's dead. Sam the lion and that poor kid that gets hit at the mm-hmm. end. Sam's the, kid. Oh. The whole family. Yeah. I, you could tell something was gonna happen, happen to Sam when he was so nice before Mexico yeah. and he was like. Here's some cash, and you're like, what? What? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna die. So he won Best Supporting Actor for this, and I think until Judy Dench, it was the shortest performance that ever had won an Academy Award. Really? Yeah, he's in like two scenes. Yeah. Uh, three. Three. By the lake. He's he didn't feel crazy. He gets that whole lake. He scene. gets that he long gets monologue scene, at the yeah. lake, but yeah. Judy, Judy Dench just says like, uh, <laughs> "Hello." <laughs> by God, I know something about that. I'm walking through a mud. Yeah, that's that thing. <laughs> Uh, I love that Cloris Leachman fucks a teenager in this. Yeah. That was great. Uh-huh. Marriage is miserable in this movie. Yeah. You guys want to take that? <laughs> <laughs> in uh, this movie. <laughs> she, um, so apparently I read that the whole backstory is supposed to be that her husband, husband is gay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they had cut, like, a scene that oh. made it pretty obvious between him and the quarterback. Oh. Like, there was, like, a lingering look or something that yeah. we're supposed to, like, understand that the husband's gay, and that's part of the reason it's such a difficult marriage for her, but yeah. it got cut from the movie. Because why was she going to the... Why did she need to keep going to the doctor? We don't know. I don't know. UDIs. UDIs. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't. She wasn't peeing after sex with that teenage boy. <laughs> Oof. That is. There was no cranberry juice in that town. Yeah. Not anymore. There's no cranberry juice. That last Cloris speech. This movie had good monologue. Yes. That last speech she gave. I was like, oh, there's one your Oscar. take. Yeah. What? Wow. Really? One take. No rehearsal. Wow. And she finished it and asked you another take, and Peter Bogdanovich said, no, you just won the Oscar. Oh. No, that's not true. Yeah. Is that true? She did, I don't, I mean, If you were watching the monitor? It could be apocryphal, but I'm sorry. That's what I said when I watched. If that was a monitor I was watching, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Oh, my God. And she's just breaking shit. And then she goes, and she goes, what does she say to the man? She says, like, don't you worry about it, honey. Yeah. Don't worry about it or something. She also, like, I think sometimes it doesn't work, like, when you say the subtext. But for some reason, the way that came out, you know, like, she's like, oh, am I too old for that? And, too, and you're yeah. like, oh, no, you yeah. know what we're thinking. Like, yeah. I do think there were certain things in this movie that I was like, wow, these people in this town don't care about anything. Um, like, for instance, the dead boy. Uh-huh. Very lax about just hitting and killing a boy on the street. I, I <laughs> the think, only yeah. one who seems upset, upset about is, it is Timothy Bottoms. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody else is just like... Well, this damn idiot kid ran in the street. Yes. Like, does this happen often? all the time? <laughs> there, By the there, way, there's you, like one street. There's you thirty people in the town. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And his dad just died. You were all there. You were the background of that funeral. Yeah. Also, what happened to the marriage? 
between Sybil Shepherd and Timothy Bottoms. We see them get married. Do are we supposed to assume it gets annulled right away? Like, yeah, because they didn't consummate it. Yeah, because they got picked up on the way to their honeymoon. Yeah, and he had that drain thing on his eye. For yeah, me. I gotta say he's a better man than I am because if even if Greg broke open my face with a jar. <laughs> I would not go see him before he went off to Korea. No, definitely. Not. I'd be like, no, I'm honestly, I'm still not over this. But also, You're forgetting. if I'm being, but 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 if I'm being real, that was pretty shit. He did take his. Gun. Oh, for sure. Also, there is no one else in your life. <laughs> That's there true. There's no one else in this town. Yeah. There's yeah. no popcorn. Yeah. You still got Cloris Leachman. That's true. Yeah. But you had to learn that. Yeah. You had to learn that. Depressing. Beautifully shot, though. Mm-hmm. Just like a, just like a really very evocative of this. And this movie. Kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, feels like the perfect like in the middle movie between the two because it, the way it sh- the way because it's black and white and stuff, it feels very much like a movie from like the late forties, early fifties. But at the same time, you know, all this nudity, like all these yeah. like sort of progressive views, uh-huh. like yeah. even in this small town. Which is, I was shocked when 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 they went to the. Part, the pool party and it, mm-hmm. everybody was naked I was like whoa it's this kind of a movie because uh-huh. you really don't yeah. see that happening right. until the, just because of the, of the time and place and whatever until that happens and then it's and then it's a real free for all Yeah, I feel part of the appeal of this movie was in that pre-Mad Men way it's like let's look back at 1951 but how it was really like how, yeah. you, how we yeah. couldn't have shown you before the code whatever that right. was yeah yeah, yeah. Also, the one moment that I was like, what? what? Sybil fucks her mom's fuck buddy. Which was kind of hot, by the way. Uh, that The hands on the pockets of the yeah. pool table? Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. Yes. But she comes home, and her mom's like, so you fucked him. I was like, what? And then she's like, I did, and I don't feel good. And everyone's like, wait, you told her, A, B, everyone's cool with it? I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, the moment in the movie that I was like, what was when they're talking about the kid getting arrested for taking the six-year-old? Yeah, and then they go, "I mean, he just made her take off her underwear." Wait, was, is that what they said? They I said that. that. They said that, and they're like, "He didn't do anything to her. He just had her take <gasps> off her underwear." What? And I was like, "She's six. <laughs> That's horrific." I didn't hear that. Yeah. I didn't hear that either. But I mean, you're in a small town. Oh, it seemed yeah. really unnecessary. That yeah. Why is the school song the same theme? Sorry, as dirty, as dirty dancing. <laughs> I kept being like. They have one melody. That's it? That's yeah. that one thing? That's crazy. Isn't that weird? I, I, it must, is it another song that they both... That they both just grafted from and yeah. used? I mean, we mean the, like, join hands and yeah, hearts and voices, voices, hearts and hands. And they're like, oh, Texas school is yeah. Texas, Texas. <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. And I kept being like, what is <laughs> going on? I carried a watermelon. Like, it was right. very, right. Yeah. very confusing to me. When you see this movie as a Mrs. Peacock prequel, yes. it all... It really makes sense. <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I loved it. I needed. I did need one hundred percent more Alan Bernstein. I would have right. died. Oh for God! That. But um, this was a good movie. Yeah. I, I, we, I feel we haven't talked about French Connection yet. Obviously, Nicholson Alexander doesn't belong to be made. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like if I was in this year, like knowing how obnoxious I am, I would have been the one who's like, last picture shows should win. <laughs> French Connection will win. <laughs> right? Like. That's my art house. Spin. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Well, you've come to the right podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's what we do. That's what that is that's literally right. the name of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, 
Nicholas and Alexandra. Oh my god. It's, I like love this period of time. I'm so interested in this. And oh, like, that no. makes one. I know. Isn't that, I mean, but let me tell you something. What does that say? That I'm very interested in the in the fall of the uh, Tsar and the Russian Revolution. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me with this movie? The, I think the biggest problem with this movie. It's three hours and eight minutes. Aside from the three hours and eight minutes. For is no reason. That Every single person in the movie, they kind of try and treat with kid gloves. Like, we're not supposed yeah. to... Everybody's an asshole. Everybody in this movie's an asshole. Yeah. Like, or makes exclusively wrong decisions. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the czar... I mean, those people were bad people. You know who else was bad? Stalin, who we see once. Yeah. He's like a plucky, like, reporter. Like, yeah. It's like, oh... Stalin, <laughs> Trotsky, it's like these people were also not, not good people. Good. Like There's no and good. everyone in it, they're like, even Rasputin, they're like, Ooh. Hey, who's this crazy guy? It's like what? Like he I just read five women in a haystack. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they're all bad, everybody's bad. The Russian people have been through a lot, guys. Russia feels terrible. Yeah. I like, I've said this before, but I'm gonna. I I I, I know controversial stance. I think Russia might be bad. Yeah, <laughs> a bad place to live. Uh-huh. I knew we were in trouble when in the opening credits, it said uniforms by. I thought, how did that make? Mm-hmm. What is this movie gonna be? Mm-hmm. Then I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big credit. I like the chaos moment when we see everything's going into chaos in Moscow and everyone just turns into Jean Valjean. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's just three minutes of people stealing bread stealing from bread. different places. Yeah. Um, this is the guy who directed Planet of the Apes, Patton. Like, it's a British movie, obviously. I, I right. think they wanted it to be like an intimate look at the relationship between these two people, and they failed miserably. So badly. It's like, if you wanted to do that, you could have done that and yeah. just not expanded Ex- out. Yeah. Because, honestly... It took half the movie to get to World War One. Well, because, like, we're talking about almost everyone that's going to go see this movie knows what happened. Like, yeah. us watching it now, there are people, obviously, of our generation, definitely younger, that probably are not familiar with right. the overthrow of the czar right. and the communist yeah. uprising and stuff like that. But f- almost 50 years ago, people are seeing this movie it know just all about I mean, all of this stuff. So you, don't, you can have Lenin and the Reds be like this phantom thing like Fortinbras that yeah. you don't see until maybe the very end of right. the movie. Yeah. And, and, and just have it be between the two of them and dealing with their children and yeah. and, and the hemophilia. Old, old of, bleeder boy. Yeah. But to your point, this was the last nails yeah. of like old filmmaking. Yeah. Like poor man's Dr. Zhivago. Like, yes. yeah. did you see our costumes and our drapes? And, and our, Lawrence Olivier yeah. is, uh, pops up and like... It I actually just, thought that was really interesting. In the end credits, uh, they had someone, is it Irene Worth? Um, from the RS, it was like on uh, oh, no, it was, on it loan was from the RSC. On loan from the RSC. Yeah. Olivier and Tom Baker on loan from the National Theater. And, you know, I knew that happened during the studio system that people would be like, well, United Artists let us use this person. Freddie like, Lamar. Like, yeah. But I had never seen it from a theater before. I thought right. that was really interesting. Yeah, it felt like they didn't need to do that. They just did it to be like, hey, in case you were like unaware, these people are great fucking actors. And I got to tell you, who the, the guy that played Nicholas didn't care for him. Didn't care for either him or Alexander, no. honestly. No. Well, I, I feel like it's great actors. Like, you, you just couldn't... Uh, it was events happening. It wasn't story. It wasn't, it wasn't story. Like, yeah, it was no. just the hemophilia of her son draws her to Rasputin. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I, I need to watch three hours of sets and drapes and yeah. trains. Like, 
Ooh. It's also in a year that we are getting all these tits on screen. Uh -huh. It's like, you're not going to give us one tit with Rasputin out right. there? Right. <laughs> At the intermission? <laughs> tit, intermission tits? Maybe? No boobs. Yeah. No boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that was, I just thought so much of it was, and again, it's maybe maybe it's not even that the acting is like bad, it's just of a different time. Because it was so overwrought. Yeah. It felt yes. so... Yes. Like, he went, at the end when he walks in and is, like, crying because he had to, like, abdicate th the throne. Um, abdicate the... Uh, yeah, when post-abdication. Oh, my God. That, that, is, that scene, That's very that's bad. The op was that's the opposite Chloris Leachman scene. That yes. was, you are not going to get nominated. No, not at all. <laughs> Should I take it again? He you was, can't do it. Don't he, worry about it. He was nominated, though. Oh. Yeah, because, again, I yeah. again, it's like that... It's There's that, like you said, nails, yeah. yes. like, digging in, being like, no, 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 we can still make these movies. This is what we would complain now of, like, the old Academy voters. Yeah. Like, push yeah. this in, and we're like, what are you yeah. looking at? Yeah. 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 Um, it is. We've, we've talked about it. It's it's really interesting. That it's the same star as Fiddler, especially when they try and make like him someone that we can feel bad for. Yeah, because it's like you were, you uh, actually this year. Clubs. I also watched. Yeah, I watched all these like people be forced out of their homes because of you. So. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's also I think f for the audience we should just tell them like don't watch this movie believe us like it's yeah. so slow. Oh, they the scenes are like I wrote down some tea. Pause. Pause. One cup. Yeah, it's like that kind of movie to get through all of this. And I love, and 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 if you are still not convinced, I love the listeners. I love Russian history. I'm very interested in it, legitimately. I love period pieces. I love all this like shit. And I was like, this is this is how dare you? Right. How dare you? How yeah. dare you make this three hour long movie where? Both tons of stuff happens and also nothing happens. And like we said at the very beginning, it just feels like, I don't think, I don't remember us watching it in the class, uh -huh. but it does very much feel like world history teacher is going to be gone for a week. Right. This is the movie you're yeah. watching in 40 minute increments all week long. Right. Yeah. And as soon as you hear like, it's open season on the Ruminals, so you're like, <laughs> yeah. good night. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Put um, your head down. I will say, I will stump for one scene in the movie. I think you should start at the three hour mark and I think the very last oh, the scene, very last scene is, is actually very affecting yeah. and so out of character of the rest of the movie altogether, which is when they kill the Romanovs. Yeah. Oh yes, the beginning of the series, the Romanovs. Yeah. Yeah. I truly will tell you, I was, I had to go, like, I, I'd watched this movie, like, for three fucking hours, coming in and out, folding laundry, doing whatever, and then, because five minutes in, it was very clear, I was like, this, I cannot just sit here. No. And then, um, we had to go, I was, like, going to be late for something, and Maddie was like, let's, like, move along, and I was like, I'm going to tell you something right now, I've watched this movie for three hours and three minutes. This is the one good part where they're. I know they're gonna. I know they're about to get popped. Yeah. You cannot make me leave before these motherfuckers get popped. And then he gets a fucking bullet through his hand. It's like it turns into Bonnie son. and Clyde at the end, which is crazy because the whole time you're watching, like Greg said, Doctor Zhivago, and then all of a sudden it's like this. I mean, it's different than it would be now because the blood is like so much brighter and stuff like that. But it's still very jolting. Yeah. It's almost like they were like, we're just gonna lull them for three hours and five minutes and then really hit them with this. Thing well, because like, the they end. take a minute when they when the, they enter the they room. They stand to there pull, for so long, which I think is actually really good. To pull out the guns really and then they, the yeah. girls hugging each other and whatever. It's terrifying. The forty-five minutes in that safe house where you're like, how are we here? How right. For forty-five minutes. We, we need to know as an audience that they were here for a couple days. Yeah. No. Moving on. Well, like, let's, let's go. And then, Bring back Ian Holm. Oof. Oh, baby Ian Holm can get it. You know who played Trotsky? Oh. Brian Cox. Really? Yeah. Did not even recognize 
Recognize and introducing him. Brian yeah. Cox. Yeah. The uh, I'm going to bring up the problematic scene where the two gays in the universe come in and oh like, yeah. <laughs> so like Rasputin touches a gay man. Oh yeah. He's poisoned. Yeah. And then he's Rasputin is murdered. Like the only gay person is a murderer, mm-hmm. and then. But they're just laughing and not whipping, and, yeah. and they're not even like finishing the murder. Right, when he doesn't die. Like yeah. a, only a straight man can actually do the job. Right, right. Yeah, the gay man will just be like, "We have all these whips and chains from our fun <laughs> sex dungeon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I this movie's terrible. Um, I also think that scene where it seems totally unnecessary when they come in on the daughters, and this again underscores the difference between this movie and Last Picture Show or Are Clockwork, the, the where she gone? like, no, where she flashes oh, yeah. the shoulder, and it's like, yeah. like a, yeah. like a Purell, Purell commercial, yeah. like, yeah. or Pert commercial, where it's just like shoulder blades and up, yeah. but it's also like, I mean, there's no way we know if that happened. Why did we put that in the movie? Yeah. Like, we need the yearning of we whichever princess not at all is, that's on, not Anastasia that's doing this. Yeah, like, not at all on any of those daughters, yeah. too. Which is which is fine. If yeah. you if you know what I mean. It was it, the again the son was apparently the important one. And he, God, Ooh. that kid, Full just already. yeah, let him die. Yeah. I, I had like, an inkling that if you get hurt at all, you're more likely to die of internal bleeding. So we won't even know. Cool. I'm gonna climb these rocks then. No. <laughs> I had a feeling that because this generation in 1960, yeah. would have grown up being obsessed with this, like everyday newspaper obsessed, that maybe some of these, like maybe that one girl was a slut later. You right. know, or like maybe like maybe a hundred yeah. of these moments that were like, why did you waste my time? Yeah. yeah. It, the, like our grandmothers would have been like, oh, delicious. You yeah. know, like. And I totally get that if it had been like, up, oh, this is this is Princess Fergie. Like yes. you know what happens to but we yeah. also know they all die. Yeah. Right. We never get to see them Nothing become happens. a slut. And right. like also, it was so hard to hear everyone. Like, fuck the sound mixing on this movie. Like, I literally was like, I would turn it up because I couldn't hear what the fuck they were saying. Right. Yeah. And then it would go to the next scene and it would be like train, booming, train, yeah. crazy loud. Like, it was it was just like also not super well made. Like, right. well edited or something. Yeah. I just was like, this is... This is torture. It's produced by the guy who did Lawrence of Arabia, and he wanted David Lean, the director, that to do this. And I guess David Lean was like, no. <laughs> Not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Just did it better. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Hop on the train. Peter O'Toole was offered, I think, Rasputin and turned it down. A lot of people were offered a lot of things in this movie, and they said, no, thank you. Smart. Yeah, everyone is smart. Tom Baker, who played Rasputin, I think was one of the doctors, though. Of Rasputin? Of Who's. What? What are you, the fuck are you he talking He played about? one of the Doctor Who's for a long time. Oh, the really? Guy Rasputin, I believe. He's um, not an attractive yeah. man. Full of fun facts. Yeah. Um, French Connection, which won the Academy Award this year. Another movie I had never seen. Comes in hot. Real hot. <laughs> uh, Real. Audience warning, lower your volume before you press play. Yeah. The score wants you to know. Booming! Yeah. Also, the score is the first credit. Yeah. What, what's happened? Like, who who got this movie financed? Like, <laughs> the, El- the guy Elmer who wrote the score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's also do a movie in here, but the score. Yeah. Um, I am definitely falling in love with Roy Schneider between this <gasps> movie and. Um, Ooh, Schneider. Yes. Is, I am. I'm here for him. Yeah. 
And there were so many times I thought of this, again, as like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of all that jazz, and you just see like cars with longshoremen, and you just hear like, dun 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 like, oh, that Joe Gideon, he's up to more hijinks. It's very interesting um, having just watched that, and then I, did you watch Fosse Verdon? No, not yet. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I liked good. it a lot. Oh, did you like it? I did like it, yeah. Anyway, I had a lot of thoughts because we just we just did it, all that jazz on the... Ugh. That's yeah. my year. On the pod. <sighs> on the pod, guys. Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Brooklyn in the 70s looks rough. Yeah. yeah. New York in the 70s. New York in the 70s was rough. Yeah. At the same time, don't you want to just own a really wide car and chase people over bridges? Like, you couldn't get hurt in this world. Well, yeah. that's maybe given everything we watched, including, like, a musical pogrom this year, <laughs> the most unbelievable thing, having lived in New York City... That chase scene is like an all-timer. It's an amazing chase scene. Yes. But the idea he's that he's chasing he, the train, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. But the idea that he'd be able to keep up with the train, is, even in the seventies, it's like he multiple times gets out of his car, runs to the top, runs back runs down back to down, a gets car, gets back into the car. It's like yeah, that hits a bunch of stuff and just <laughs> uh-huh. like kind of keeps going. Uh-huh. That changes that, cars. Yeah. yeah. That train's like at JFK now. Yeah. From yeah. Queens or yeah. wherever you. I did really at. like that one when he took the tar- car from the guy and he goes. How am I going to get this back? <laughs> I was like, my question exactly, man. There was a lot of what, like, things were bought and, like, the amount of money blown through. Even the first uh-huh. scene. So you rented a Santa costume. Yeah. You've taken over a hot dog stand. Yeah. How long have you been running this operation? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, keep picking your feet in Poughkeepsie. Oh, my God. Popeye Dole is going to come get you. When they're in Marseille... And they, I think that's where they're. It's a lot of foreign right? shooting we don't need. Yeah, oh. a lot of stuff. I'm like, what? This, they, they remember when they meet on this like rock in uh-huh. the middle of the bay. Very bond. Yeah, it, yeah, I was like, what is, what is this? And the guy picks like a, like a mussel. Yeah. And it was like, eat. I was like, don't eat, like, don't eat that, please. <laughs> it's friends. Like, of it's, course you eat it. Why wouldn't you? I, I, I get like you can eat a raw oyster. I think I've had nightmares about people be, I'm eating raw mussels. And he like, eats raw mussels, and then they actually cut. There was like a. 12-minute food poisoning Yeah, scene. food poisoning scene, yeah. Yeah, but it was weird. I was like, it, that was weird. I mean, it was... So I think from a screenwriting perspective, this is interestingly, like, wanted us to follow... Because I, I find it completely awkward every time they cut to Europe. Yeah. And I think they wanted us to follow the journey of the uh, criminals as well. It was very prototypical of so much we've seen, including The Wire, where they're like, no, 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 like, like follow both. Let's yeah. cut between both. I just don't that they made those characters strong enough no. to differentiate them yes. from like the 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 good the cops or whatever like right. on the wire they're such strong those people are those those the criminal aspects or all the, all the characters are so strong and so specific yeah right. and the the that's why it felt very bond to me because those the the bad guy criminals I was like wait what are you, who are you what do you want I would if forget you wait they till were from episode scene to scene. six of French Connection that's when it really yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you really start <laughs> really to learn takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it is based on real events, which is interesting. Yes. It's based on a real, like, drug thing between basically coming from France into the United States. Right. And it's I like very when rare they see a screenplay yeah. based on that that does well. And I like that they took, when they take the car apart, and they can't find the drugs, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's in the one place that probably be the easiest to store drugs unless I just threw them in the trunk. Yeah. 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 I took apart everything except, like, this, uh, it's this, like, you know, this area. You know, the middle part on has, the side uh, here. That has, like, uh, like, a, like, a thing, place you can put stuff in. Yeah. Come on, And then we have to Bobby. believe that they 
in the time he's in that little ante room, they put, put the, the car, car seamlessly back yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Because they were like yeah. for a long time ripping up yeah. seats and floorboards. And then they got it back, like and he's like, "What a nice car you have." And well, their mechanic was like, "I guess I'll just." Well, to be fair, it was at this point. It's just like the actor stooge. That is the one in the ante room. It's not like when they took, it's not like one of our big bads. It's like the mechanic, guy who's just able to get it over. When that mechanic took that thing, he should have been like, "This seems loose to me." <laughs> like, yeah. it, hey guys, this you might want to run because yeah. they have definitely yeah. checked this out. Can you imagine buying food underground on the subway? <gasps> Dream come true. No. Oh Oops. my god! Ice cream, orange cones of orange juice there's something about it being so close to the rats down uh-huh. there that that's where like, they came from yeah oh yeah for oh, sure yeah. you're getting the, 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 the sprinkles on top of the chocolate sprinkles on top of those the jimmies. ice cream those we, should, we should describe audience this is a what, what's that place with the hot dogs uh, papaya uh, it's like a papaya, papaya. papaya yeah. in the, on a platform yeah in, in the subway dream come true Dream, it looks like a circus. Like it's so. It's ha- kind of crazy that more people didn't die. Yeah. In, Again, in- people did in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> the people die a lot in this movie. Yeah. Black- uh, when they cut to that, when they cut to that scene with just the bloody bodies in the car, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's quite jolty. And also, the, yeah. the, it's a little confusing. It's, it's confusing. a little confusing to it's, follow. It's a hard. Um, it's a, I, it was. I, I had a tough time. All I knew was they were like tracking. I, the only people I could differentiate were. Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider. Everybody else, I we're was both like, great, but Roy Scheider, much better police officer. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's but, like, he's like, oh, this guy's a really good cop. Such a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I, I buy anything he gives me. Can you Sequest imagine? DSV. John, I loved Sequest DSV. Mm. Yeah. Gene Hackman just goes into bars and beats up black people. So are we going to yeah. talk about the? It opens on. Well, I, op- I beat up black people. Yeah, and I think, but I think we're supposed to. The one thing I will say is, I think we are supposed to think like this guy's a bad cop and not a great guy. Like as opposed to, I don't ever feel. I feel like Roy Scheider's supposed to be like good cop. our good yeah. cop, bad cop situation. Whereas, like I said, you know, if this movie was made now, they would definitely have to soften the racism of Popeye Doyle. Mm-hmm. Like he would not be throwing the N word around like he is He's at the end of the movie. Hero. Yeah. Yeah, he is it's our, not addressed by yeah. the end. No, he does he is the he gets the big set piece, the big chase and, right. and like won't give up and like right. goes after the guy. He's misunderstood. He really knows But yeah. at the end of the movie, he's not the hero. He shoots the FBI agent accidentally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he doesn't get the guy. What and we weird, find out that that guy never guy gets never got, got period in real life. What is crazy ending by the way? That yeah. was so I that I was like, wait, what happened? Part of me thinks this is not verified at all. Like they tested it with like an ending, and then this is like their art house ending. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We want the Oscar. Yeah, we want the, to be like it's ambiguous. Right. I liked that actually a lot. I like this movie better than you, you guys do. To the Academy. Oh, fans. I think so too. Yeah. I cannot um, get over the, I think how it was, cool it was supposed to be to beat up these black people. And even if Roy Scheider is good cop, to not be like, what are we... T- I mean, I think we're supposed to show, like, oh, they're not getting to the bottom of the cocaine trade. Cocaine is only in the hands of well-dressed black people in bars. Like, right. it was so rough over and over again. Well, I mean, I will say, like, a lot of that is a lead-up to him, like, really beating up the one guy who's an informant. And he's only doing that to the informant because that guy can't be seen talking to a cop. Right. Because that's the one he treats really badly, and then we get him in the back room. And we see that, you see that on the wire, you see that in any police procedural. Right. Like, them, like, faking, like, taking someone downtown and roughing them up 
right. just so like they're still clean with like the people they hang around with. But from the lens of 1971, written, directed, produced by white people, right. the idea of this undercover co black cop being like, like, where do you want your punch? Right here. Punch me, white cop, so I can then bust all these black people with. It was like, oh, I don't. So... He's not an under, undercover cop. I don't think. I think he was just a, an informant. Oh, you think? Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, he must. He, I hope he's getting money. I thought he was like a bubs. And... Like a bubs, oh. like a bubbles. Yeah. They punch bubs. I just think that this. I. I think all, all of that shit aside, I think this movie is one amazing chase scene, and then like a like a television procedural around right. it. Where, where, with people that I'm just like, what's happening kind of? Like you kind of are paying attention and I'm kind of, I'm like, whatever. But I think and that's because this movie changed the entire game for, like this is so central to everything I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody who came after this thinks they're making the French connection. Yeah. Yeah. TV, film. Right. The number of times we've seen derivative chase scenes. Yeah. I was just uncomfortable with how cool they think it is to sure. do that stuff. Yeah. Like it was presented editorially, I think, as, yeah, yeah. like, wouldn't that be fun to bust up some black people? And you're like, or look at Roy. Isn't he doing like a bad yeah. job? He's, he's actually doing some police work. <laughs> yeah. Roy's the one who's like, I'm going to check the weight of this car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's lame though. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's more fun to bust some heads. Yeah. I was like, I definitely have a hundred pounds of something in my car. Like, for sure. Of coats and, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I only weigh a hundred pounds. <laughs> when was the taking of Pelham, blah, blah, blah? Pelham123? It's yeah. also in the 70s, I believe, but I can't. I think, it's, the last I think it's not long. It's either right before or right after this. It's like literally it like right 1970 or 72 or... Wasn't the audience just like, this it, is that? I actually have it. Why do you here. think this won the Oscar? I guess. Because here's my thing. Because we've talked about this. Because I put this a little bit in the same category later on the, when The Fugitive gets nominated. 74. Wow. When, and what else were we comparing to The Fugitive? I disagree about that. I is think it, there's a lot more... I think there's a lot more, first of all, this is based on a real event. I guess that's Which true. I think was probably, had been in the news. Pretty sure the fugitive really happened, so, <laughs> yeah. For sure, the fugitive. Yeah, but it wasn't a one-armed guy, it was one right. guy in the real one, so. <laughs> um, stick liberty. But, uh, I, I actually, I mean, not to give away where I'm going with my rankings, like, this is my favorite movie of these nominees, um, and I, to me, there's things I like. I don't think any of these movies are great, any of the five. There's things I like about all of them, but I don't love any of them. Yeah, I think that's And great. I think it was, and honestly, I watched like five other movies from the year, and we'll get into those, and there's only one of those that I even really love. Like, I think there, it was a, I just think it was like a transition year for film, and we were seeing, you know, there were probably people that liked certain things about French Connection, about the modern, but it was also still like, there's still like chases and it's a and cop racist, story yeah. and stuff like that that sure. I can also hold on to. Um, I, I have to tell you, I think that sometimes the Academy Awards based on like, that was very well produced. This movie was extremely hard to produce, I feel, especially yeah. on the budget and the time they had. Like, they cut, 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 right. cut. You're in a new block, you're in a new borough. Yeah. You're in, like, yeah. every, sh the number of, yeah, I couldn't believe how all over the city that you could never do this movie now. Yeah. Like when Avengers wants to shoot Manhattan, like for two days they get to shoot one block, you know, like yeah. this was nonsense. 
I think I just think this is this one falls kind of right in the middle of the five movies in terms of we don't want to go too old fashioned, but we're not ready to make a jump towards something too new. Mm-hmm. I think you could either say that about this or the last or picture last show. show and last picture show. Like I don't know how well no free, known Friedkin was at this point in the industry, but Peter Bogdanovich was like thirty two when yeah. he wrote the last picture yeah. show or something. Mm-hmm. So it, it very much could have just been like, well, who's this kid? Like right. who came out of nowhere? I'm not giving him, but we'll. Well, that makes the sense. The nominations, the award. Yeah, that makes sense. Then that is the answer to my question yeah. of why this would win. Um, before we move on to some other movies from the year, let's rank them. Greg, five to one. Rank oh. the nominees. So Nicholas did not deserve to get made. Um, I'm going to put Clockwork in the top three. I, I Fiddler, I love Fiddler, so it was hard for me to see it treated like this, frankly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... So, Nicholas Fiddler, Clockwork, French Connection, Last Picture Show. I was there for what Last Picture Show was doing. I think cool. I would watch that and go, that is a talented person, storytelling. Yeah. Meg. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to shock you. Five is Nicholas and Alexander. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I know. Uh, four is Clockwork. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Three, Not for you. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me, guys. Not for me. Yeah. Three is French Connection. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Fine. Two was last picture show. Oh my god! Oh, I'm just going by. You know what? Actually, let's guys, take we're that start, back. we're starting a GoFundMe for Megan <laughs> to see Fiddler on the Roof of the Pantages. Yeah. Guys, I really enjoyed myself. It's fine. I Megan. really enjoyed watching that. Listen, here's the truth. Here is the truth, and you can put you can mark this in my yeah. rankings. Should remember we go like will win, should win. What should win probably is Last Picture Show. Like, I think that is probably, like, the, the best-made movie. Mm-hmm. But which you would movie, have voted for Fiddler on the Roof. Which movie do I want to watch again? Really? Watch that show. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. I literally, <laughs> as soon as tradition begins, I start crying on stage. It's that successful. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to see it. But also, I love Topol. Okay. I love Topol. Well, he was still doing it up until, like, oh I know, seven right? years ago when he died. So. Yeah. Um, I also have Nicholas and Alexandra fifth, although that great last scene. Um, I'm going to put Fiddler fourth. I'm going to put Clockwork third, I guess. I could honestly almost switch any of those. Um, Two for me is Last Picture Show, and I have French Connection one. So you think the telling of, like, the, the, the ability to keep it that tense, the ability to keep it that... You know what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What it is with Last Picture Show also for me is that I don't think too soon. No, Timothy Bottoms is just not a good way in for me. I did not really like. I thought there were great supporting performances all the way around him. Mm. I wish there was someone stronger in the lead. Yeah, and I, I think that. that would have maybe. There were times where I was bored, and most of those times were when I was with him, and it wasn't like a scene being run by Cloris Leishman or run even by Jeff Bridges or, you know. Um, yeah, he just was not the person that I would have wanted to be my main Fair. guide through the story. What if it was Topol? Now, now that's now a story. Topol. On one hand. <laughs> hey guys, another another podcast comes to an end. Sunrise. <laughs> well, let's talk about some other movies Sunrise. from the year. Greg, was there anything else from that year that you'd like to stoop for in terms of? I don't think I did any research on that. What do you have? Best, 
Um, Meg, anything you want to talk about? I mean, I'm sure you're going to talk about Willy Wonka. Oh, Uh, right. So please go ahead and do that. Because if we're talking, and and the reason why I think it needs to be in the uh, conversation is we spent a lot of time talking about, when we were talking about clockwork, talking about how, like, interesting, like, the look was and the set and the whole thing. And, like, uh, I will say that movie fucking holds, Uh that movie holds up Mm -hmm. like big and and in a way that a lot of movies from my childhood don't. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Especially live action. Yeah. Especially live action. It's impossible to do that kind of thing. Yeah. 100%. And it's, and it's, and it's very funny. I remember when, remember when the Johnny Depp one came, Uh I would just like to say the Johnny Depp one came out and everybody was like, Ooh, so creepy. He's like Michael Jackson or whatever the fuck. And I would say to all those people, he, Johnny Depp is Creep-wise, fucking nothing compared to Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When he calls Charlie into his office at the end, and is and Charlie's like, Please, like I won the yeah. whatever, and he screams at him, and for like do, like the fizzy whatever, the stealing the thing and the this yeah. and the fizzy that, lifting drink, yeah. the fizzy lifting drink. I was like shitting my. Uh, first of all, the last thing that I ever wanted as a child was to be yelled at. Yeah. And I was shitting my pants. He is very. And the the when they go in the thing and they're and the dudes are booting and the through on the boat ride. That is fucking horrifying. So all you idiots who are like, mmm, Johnny Depp's so creepy. Go back and watch the goddamn original. Well, but you feel like Gene is. Wilder has masterful control of every, and is like mm-hmm. he has to go through. This is the crucible by which you have to yeah. find your next magical child. Yeah, Johnny Depp is just Michael Jackson. Yeah, and like, just don't, being, don't be left in a room with him. Yeah, like, exactly. Just being weird for weird sake. Yeah, but there's there is something so sinister in a in a there like it's such a brightly colored, mm-hmm. beautiful world. Mm-hmm. That whole factory and there's the sinister undertones of it are. I just remember being like they almost die. Yeah, like it's crazy to me. They um, should. They almost all would have died. Yeah, yeah. that the kid definitely drowns in oh, that yeah. forever, and the Mike TV gets made small, and yeah. like they're it's they're going to taffy pull him back together. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's very it's it's a very like it's a it's kind of it's a scary movie, but it's I think it's effective. You know. Oh yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like rewatching it, and you know I've seen. I think I actually rewatched the whole thing not too long ago, but you know, you see parts of it on TV and stuff every mm-hmm. once in a while. I mean, it's a genius movie, and it's if nothing else, it's better watching it as an adult because you get the levels of it yeah. that you didn't get as a kid. Um, the cut ins are so funny early in the movie when they like cut into like the therapist's office. Or they cut into like the guy with the computer, and the computer won't tell them where the last chocolate bar is. Yeah. Tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, would, what would a computer do with a lifetime supply of chocolate? It's all so good, and it's and Gene Wilder is incredible in the uh-huh. movie. Yeah. Like listeners, Greg is an, tearing up. <laughs> it's an all-time great performance. Yeah. And built on the heels of. Young Frankenstein, the producer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. th- that, the confidence of doing those made him go, like, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Screen. Let mm-hmm. me show you. Um, just all the scene where he's like, stop, police, murder. Just his line deliveries are, it's, he should have won best, he wasn't nominated. He should have won best actor. Oh, unquestioned. And, like, Crazy, Gene yeah. Hackman, I love. I love as an actor. I would love to have had him win his best actor for playing Royal Tenenbaum, which I think is actually similarly an all-time great performance, mm-hmm. almost in the same vein as this, and that it's like 
masterful line delivery mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, Charlie sort of sucks. Yeah. He makes me sad, though. I mean, yeah. that's that. When he has that scene where he's like, if you're wondering if it's going to be me, it's not. It's, it's like, all right, yeah. I get it. Your yeah. life sucks. Yeah. Like, it's the Timothy Bottoms problem. Yeah. 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 But, um, it, but, it, but it's so, but when he opens that moment when he, like, I mean, again, it's, it's no, it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. It's just the, the and I think it's the, the, the score and the setup yeah. for the whole thing. It's when the he best opens musical that, of 1971. For sure. For sure. <laughs> when he opens that, when he opens that bar and you see that sliver of gold yeah. and they say, run home, Charlie. Like, yeah. just telling, run that, home, run, Charlie. Run home, Charlie. <laughs> Gives me chills. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I love Grandpa. Uh-huh. He's great. How does he buy his tobacco in the Wonka bar for Charlie that they give him that doesn't have it in it? Door-to-door somebody? I guess so. Yeah. That makes sense. Or mom has to do buy it. a cart comes by that part yeah. of town. Yeah. That shitty little when he shanty. When he's like, here's the money for your tobacco. I'm like, he hasn't been out of bed in 20 years. Where do you get money? He's just going to give that money to... Yeah. To the mom. Cheer up, Charlie. And they bring, he brings home that bread, and they're like, we're having a feast tonight. Oh, it's like, because of bread, so your cabbage water? It's yeah. dark. Um, Slugworth was haunting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other movies I watched from this year, this is actually a really good year for indie, kind of indie boom in terms of like 70s directors, because there's a lot of movies I also didn't watch, so I was like, oh, I want to watch this. Um, I watched Harold and Maude mm-hmm. again. Oh, I love that. Great soundtrack. It really watching it this time, I was like, oh, if it wasn't for Hal Ashby, like Wes Anderson just does not exist. Yeah, like if he yeah. doesn't see Harold and Maude, like there's no Rushmore, there's That's no great. Royal Ten of Moms. Um, I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller again, which is not a movie I can really get into. Mm, I like Robert Altman and I like the performances are good. I don't even know. Um, it's Warren Beatty oh. and Julie Christie. Clute, yeah. um, which I had never seen. Which is actually a little similar to French Connection and that it's sort of like this... Is it better? At times... Confu- I don't... Not for me, but it's this like at times Doesn't confusing crime drama. Um, Roy Scheider, isn't it? What? Hey! He, show, he shows up for like a couple scenes, uh, but it's Donald Sutherland and Jane Fonda who won Best Actress Word. for Clute. Um, also, one thing I noticed watching movies from this year is now when you go see a movie, if it says it's 120 minutes long, you're like, oh, so that movie's like... 112 minutes long when there's eight minutes of yes. credits. Whereas like these, these movies, movies, like it was all like the credits mostly are at the beginning. So it's like there's 30 seconds left on yeah. the DVD and that's when the movie's at. Yeah, and Nicholas and Alexander really fucked me with that because I yeah. was like, oh, three hours and eight minutes. Well, the last eight minutes have got to be fucking, yeah. you know, credits. Who wrote the uniforms? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, uniforms on the top. That's yeah. on the top. Um, and I watched Who Sunday Bloody Anthem? Sunday, which is uh, John Schlesinger was nominated for Best Director. He was now, the, which Bloody Sunday is that about? The Russian Bloody Sunday or the neither. Irish Bloody Ooh. Sunday? Neither. It's actually, and this is the thing, I, I don't think it's actually a great movie, but this is what I found really interesting about it, is it's Glenda Jackson and Peter Finch. Uh, Peter Finch, who won an Academy Award for Network. Um, and they are both dating the same man. Hmm. So you kind of go back and forth between these two. But I just thought it was interesting just based on my assumption about the time period. This that, is a gay movie in 1971? Yeah, when I, I actually went to look for it at Amoeba before I just ended up renting it online. Um, and I was like, Clute I know is out of print, so I wouldn't be surprised if you guys it. don't have this. I was like, but Sunday Bloody Sunday. And the guy was like, well, it's Criterion, so check there. And he's like, it also could be in the LGBT section. And wow. I was like, oh, interesting. interesting. But it was just interesting that almost 50 years ago, a movie about 
a bisexual man and his two lovers was nominated for Best Director, even if it was nominated for Best Picture. And it's a British film. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. The movie's not great. but I'm surprised Harold and Maude wasn't nominated. I thought that was so well received. I guess yeah. maybe it's one of those after-the-fact things. I think it's more of a cult yeah. thing. Um, but fil- I, I think it's interesting to think about the filmmakers of today have all seen and love Harold and Maude. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's, you know? Yeah. yeah. They will not. I, that gives me peace of mind that no one will watch Green Book fifty years from now. Yeah, yes. no, for sure. Oh yeah, nobody will. Because there were movies this year that I thought about. I was thinking about watching Polanski's Macbeth is this year, um, which I've never seen. This is John Cassavetes had a movie this year that I yeah. thought about watching. Well, so much of it is like I mean, again, you do see, uh, and I think the average person watching. Uh, the average person that sounds like such a big <laughs> thing to say but I think most people that are like casual moviegoers will not you don't know directors or you don't or you, you won't like think about a director's style but it is when you're watching a movie by a great director uh-huh. man can you tell oh, yeah. yeah like even though I say clockwork's not for me uh-huh. I'm like man I can tell this person has a point of view oh, right yeah. You, yeah. Can, you really see it and yeah. I think that's why like Alfonso Cuaron like okay Roman didn't win but that will be so much more enduring because man you don't even need to know who made that movie you see, as soon as you see those long shots you know unbroken you're like oh this is a Cuaron movie yeah. right. which is such a cool that's such a cool thing. Or like the Bogdanovich, you're like, oh, how did you get all extraordinary performances out of everybody, including yeah. young yeah. people and Southerners? Like, yeah. what did you, oh, you must mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, of all the movies that came out in 1971, what should have won Best Picture, Greg? Ooh. Um, I think Willy Wonka, Harold and Maude are up there. That's tricky. Um, I don't have a lot of love for French action. I can't see myself watching this again soon. Mm-hmm. I will watch Willy Wonka sooner. I will watch Harold and Maude sooner. Uh, and Last Picture Show I don't need to see again, but I really appreciate the craft. It's tricky. I certainly would have nominated those two over mm-hmm. everything else. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. I'm going to be in charge. I'll be your nominating committee this year. <laughs> mm. Good. I would say Willy Wonka in The Chocolate Factory. I mean, I, there are other... I mean, I know how you, I know how I, you know how I feel about Fiddler. Yeah, and last picture show, but like as far as like again, what we're looking back on and what I'm like, what I think was the best, uh-huh. most well done, yeah. both, both in terms of entertainment and filmmaking. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, yeah, you know, there's certain years that we when we went through the '80s that I think there's not like a movie that really stands out of the nominating of the nominated movies, and there's movies that. Uh, that I would say that normally, like even in the year, I'd be like, it's hard for me to stump for that for Best Picture. But, you know, when we did 1988, mm-hmm. we all said, I mean, looking back, who framed who Roger framed Rabbit? Rabbit? Like, why couldn't that be the Best Picture? Like, yeah. that movie stood the test of time. It's amazing the way they put it together. And I felt the same way in 85 about Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. That it was one of those things that it was like, yeah, I'm sure in 1985, there's no way that I would have made that case, but looking back now, based on the other movies from that year, why not? I think it's Willy Wonka. I think looking back, because none of these movies, I think, are great movies, except for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. so why couldn't that be Best Picture? Fight us. Looking back, yeah. The Fight impossible us. thing, because I guess it, it must have at the time been like that children's book. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yes. people didn't see it. Yeah. And then I would assume that, I mean, the, the masterful thing, the thing where I would say, yes, you're right, it definitely deserves yeah. to be nominated, maybe win, is this is the same decade as Mary Poppins? Yeah, and they, like Mary Poppins is just as I would argue, 
kind of nuts as yeah. Willy yeah, Wonka. Yeah, for sure. But this got away with it being worked in. Like you had bubblegum moments and you had Gene Wilder nuts moments. Yeah. And everyone, even the, even the kids liked watching it. That's yeah. a masterful, that's, that's a well done film in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. 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 Give it its due respect. Yeah. Gregory, do you have a favorite movie of 2019? Uh, it's almost May, and I think the truth is I have not seen, like after the awards season nonsense that I had to get through, mm-hmm. th- I had been going back to the 70s to watch like, great films from yeah. my own film, yeah. and I don't think I've seen a new film. Do you have a, what was your favorite movie of 2018? Uh, eighth Grade, and wait for it, Game Night. Oh, oh my God. Cool. I thought Game Night was made for me. I was like, I didn't know studios made movies like this. Well, it oh. says it says in the opening credits for Gregory Bonson, right? And I thought when I saw, I thought you had died, and I didn't know yet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. Um, Meg, you have a favorite movie, two thousand nineteen? Honestly, like no, I've not really liked. I've not really liked anything that I've seen, mm-hmm. and I'm. I feel such like I feel so contrarian and like yeah. such a. You know, because usually I do. I feel like I'm not that person. Usually I will find some stuff to like, but like, I saw Have you seen Us. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my favorite movie that I've watched this year is probably Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw. You know, we talked about this. Like, I saw Captain Marvel and didn't love it. I yeah. saw Us and didn't love it. Um, I just. I don't. I'm waiting on. I'm. I saw the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I'm so fucking pumped. Listeners of the podcast will know I'm like really in the hole for fucking Quentin Tarantino. That's the only person I've ever seen that I got super starstruck. Wow. I saw him at Petty, uh, Cash. Petty Cash and I like lost my mind. Wow. Um, I love Tarantino. And I'm really excited about that movie. And I don't know, there's other movies that are coming out that I'm excited about. But as of now, I've not seen anything that I'm like, that was great. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite so far, and I haven't loved anything either, is Us, just because I think it's... No! I just think it's the most interesting movie by far I've seen this year. The trailer. Yes. No, the movie, I think, is really interesting. I think it falls apart. I think there's tons of plot holes in it, but I think visually it's really interesting. Um, I also saw Hotel Mumbai, which is not... Which is not rewriting the anything. Like, it's something you've seen before in terms of, like, almost like a Peter Berg-esque, like... But it's... I hardly even remembered the terrorist attacks in Mumbai. No. Um, and I just think it's really well done. So I actually also suggest that. In terms Which is of better, Stone Hotel Theater. Rwanda or Hotel Mumbai? I think Hotel Rwanda is a slightly better movie, but Hotel Mumbai is it's well done. It's well done. And I, one of the things I appreciate the most about it, um, this is not a spoiler at all, is I feel like usually you see those movies that and they have big name actors. And usually it's like, oh, there's... 12 characters I'm following and seven of them are actors I've seen before and only one of those guys is not going to make it till the end. And this movie is not like that. There's several people that you recognize that their deaths are pretty shocking just because you're so kind of wow. accustomed to, well, the name actors will make it out okay and we'll wow. lose some of the wow. people that we've been following, but I don't know who they are. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, so I suggest that. Gregory, is there anything you'd like to plug? No. Not a thing? No, not really. Okay. Um, uh, how about this podcast? If you've heard yeah. this episode, there's many others just like it. Yeah. With these two talented people. Gregory. So nice. Kind of you. My pleasure. Do you have anything you like to plug, Meg? Uh, I'll plug that video that has been that's on Twitter of Alfred Molina in the Doc Ock suit. Oh, doing Ooh. doing. doing 
if I was a rich man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I will plug because I've been doing this for the research. I the Writers Guild. If you live in Los Angeles or New York, the Writers Guild Library is open to the public. And if you have any interest, as you might as a listener of this program, in great filmmaking, you can go and read any script of note for free. They will hand it to you in a leather-bound copy and give you a place to sit, and or any episode of Thirty Something or Twenty One Jump Street. Like there's a, they have everything, and. I read Norma Ray and Kramer vs. Kramer in the last couple weeks, and I, I sobbed multiple times reading the script. Wow! So to the power of the people who are working on this, and if you have great interest, that's a really interesting opportunity to see, even on the page. That is so cool, and I'm going to push my husband to do that, because he gets every year, I guess maybe he didn't this year, but for the past couple of years, like those... He gets the scripts, like it, like to uh-huh. whatever to vote on, and he like wants to keep them, and we no, don't have any place in our year. house for them. Not this so, year. No, get, yeah. goodbye. You gotta get that Bohemian Rhapsody script. <laughs> <laughs> that was a script. <laughs> um, if you uh, like listening to this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at the Oscar Should, on Instagram at the Oscar Should Have Gone To. Uh, we will be back uh, in a couple weeks, and we'll be doing 1977. So that is The Goodbye Girl, Julia, The Turning Point, a little movie called Star Wars, and the winner that year was Annie Hall. Ooh. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Good. Goodbye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. Please.